Welcome to Draw One Last Breath. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. And on this week's episode, we will be reviewing uh, the film The Nun. And we're going to be doing something to scream about. And it's going to be on most inspiring directors to us. And also, we have got our movie from The Vault, which is An American Werewolf in London. Brilliant. Can't wait to talk about that one. Definitely. And definitely. The Nun. But before we do that, I suppose, has there been anything in the news in the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, I've got a couple of bits. Um, do you want me to kick off? Yeah, kick it off. This cool. Week. Uh, there's a couple of bits I've got, actually. It's, I mean, not a great deal of, of, of news this week. But um, I, was, I read about Walking Dead, not that you're going to care much. I don't know if you do, if anybody does. <laughs> I care. I, I'm still watching it. Like, I'm not going to invest that much time in, in a series and just leave it. But I don't know about this now. I've I'm going heard... to binge. I'm going to binge the last season before should, it comes it's out. Not that I've, bad. I've, yeah, I've seen the trailer. Um, the big one that's doing at Comic Con this year, mm. and I like the look of it. And yeah, with yeah. Um, spoilers, with uh, Rick, you know, being his last season, yeah. has been announced. I think I'm interested. You've got to see him to see. go out, mate. Yeah, You've yeah, got I'm to interested see him go out. to see it. But um, yeah, they, there was an interview. I don't know where it was, but um, the guy, uh, the new CEO, Josh Sapin basically he was saying how this isn't going to be the last season and there's loads to come okay so he like thinks it's going to go on for a long long time by the sounds of things saying that the um rick's exit is just the start the new beginning and uh they're going to carry on so i don't know how long they're looking at carrying it on but that was interesting seeing the news yeah, I don't know what issue the comics are at the moment because i'm doing graphic novels instead of these single yeah. issues yeah but yeah, I think they're on like plus like 160. Really? So they got they got a few loads of content. Yeah. yeah, loads of content. I think that they should just keep it going, maybe, and just change it. The change the format, maybe, just go completely change it. Like, yeah, the most of the characters now aren't even are, are completely different from yeah. the comic. He's gone a he's gone a different route, similar, hmm. but it's a different route. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, also it's crazy. This is. 50 years of Night of the Living Dead. 50 years. I've seen that all over Facebook. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I follow him on Facebook at the moment. Yeah, yeah have you seen his sons are doing interviews and stuff like that? And, and Is uh, it the same one that did Staunton Hill? I think so, possibly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, his two sons were on a video just saying about Night of the Living Dead being 50 years old and something special's coming out. Apparently they're re-releasing it. Probably not over here in the UK, of course. No, there's two. There were two dates in um, America um, around the end, towards the end of October. Oh, really? Um, that they've announced. Uh, I can't remember exactly where, but go and find out on um, on the Night of the Living Dead Facebook page mm. if you are in America. If I mean, we got care. a few listeners. <laughs> if you got a few listeners in America, mm. so um, yeah, definitely worth going uh, check that. If I was there, I'd love that. I'd be all over that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, don't know if you've seen this announced as well. It's announced on, well, I read it on um, Bloody Disgusting. Uh, apparently, old Mark Duplass, who made the Creep movies, he's been on a podcast and he's said that Creep 3 is going to be made, Jeez which Christ. I can't wait for. I don't know if anybody out there has seen the Creep films. Uh, not the one about the London Underground, but there's <laughs> another one about kind of stalker, this stalker and stuff like that. But um, It's really low budget. The first one had two yeah. actors in it. Um, and uh, the director itself and writer was in the, was one of them. He, was the, he, he played the victim. Yeah, Mark Duplass. Yeah, Mark Duplass. Yeah. Um, and you got me to watch it, and I've been avoiding yeah. it for ages. But yeah, it was. Um, I was impressed with the first one. I've still got to check out the second one. It's good. So. It's really good. I was like impressed with it. Really impressed. I'd go as far as to say it's probably on a par with the first one. 
They cost next to nothing. Yeah, but the funniest thing is that like number three is being made, and you've said that apparently this is going to be like the army of darkness, uh, and, and it's just gonna this is gonna just to completely go off the rails. This one. Okay, this is one, my boomstick. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw again online um, that they posted a new picture of the new Overlord poster. Oh no, I saw. I yeah, it looks fucking cool. Yeah, it's it um. Really- they're parachuting um it's like blood drops blood blocks yeah. out of plane it looks really cool yeah i think your theory that you had a couple mm. of weeks ago about it being tied in with the uh Cloverfield yeah but then there's loads bollocks. of people saying it's not that he's come out jj mm. abrahams has come out and said it's nothing to do with right. Cloverfield. well there you go then but it looks awesome we would definitely be should, checking that should out be, though. we'd definitely be checking that out yeah, and, and talking about that one when it comes out um yeah last 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 bit of news from me i put a picture up on instagram and uh, twitter of uh, the chilling adventures of sabrina the teenage witch that this is looks awesome so it's out on netflix and netflix original on october 26th don't know if that's a uk release as well but this is completely different to what you remember and what you saw with I can't remember her I'm name. a Nickelodeon kid, so yeah. it's Nickelodeon. But when it's it come nothing out. like to do with that. This is this is they took a twist on it. It's gonna be really dark, it's gonna have like tones of exorcist in it, um, it's gonna have loads about the devil in it. It's it's proper dark. This is not like they they've somebody bought the rights basically and has just turned it on its head and they're just gonna make it really, really I mean dark. the trailer. I've seen the trailer and it looks a bit like um American horror story, so it looks yeah. re- it does it's have that real good, twisted same people who did uh, Riverdale, so it's going to have that. It'd be, it'd I, I be hope well it's not productionized. Really I think that's the only thing I hope it ain't going to be like. But it's bound to be. Bound Probably. to be. My, I mean, my sister's quite excited. Maybe I'll watch the first episode and never watch it again. Yeah, cool. my my sister's quite excited about it. Clarissa explains it all. It's um her favorite thing growing up. So yeah, I used to love that. Yeah, it's all right. Great little talking cat and all that. So. Spring Teenage Witch. That's all I got, mate. You got anything? I got a couple of bits. I was really, really excited on the back of Fright Fest. Yeah. So I was like, you know, actually learning how to use Twitter and um, <laughs> actually looking through a thing. And I found this amazing thing. And it's really, uh, I, was, I was like retweeting whatever you do on mm. Twitter. I was really getting excited about it. Sound like an old man now. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, but it's, there's a Twitter handle, um, which is at 80s Horror Doc. Go and add them and keep a look watch out for the 80s horror documentary they're producing. I think it's called um, In the Search of Darkness. That's right, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And it's, it hasn't got a release date that I can see. Mm. I'm, I'm like, where the... I think they're went? still making it as, yeah. we, as we speak. They, well, that's why they keep them saying that they've added more and more. Mm. But the uh, we love 80s. We love strange yeah, things. Yeah. We, lo- we All we do at the moment... I mean, this is for no fault. We just... We come and do this podcast, talk about horror movies, and it just so happens that the movies that we pick our 80s band because we fucking love the 80s yeah, yeah, and you know it's a cool thing to be at the moment there's so much going on mm. summer of 84 um which came out which is fantastic mm. um I just it. it it's just it's 80 stamps over everything at the moment and yeah. there's a reason for that it was actually cool to grow up in the 80s it had such vivid colors i mean just look at turbo kid yeah yeah you know and stuff like that. that's a proper oza so this is going to be um awesome like hopefully i'd love to get in touch with the guys and just go yeah. look we we love everything like this so i i'm really keeping an eye out and i'm going to keep a, a watchful eye about when that actually gets released and yeah, plug the hell awesome. out of it yeah the other thing was there was a trailer that dropped 
about a month ago, which we didn't get because it was in America, but it's come out now, um, on the new American Horror Story, Apocalypse. Mm. Yeah. So that's due out in the next couple of weeks. I think it's next week. I think it's week. next week. Yeah, it yeah. is next week. Yeah. Look out for it. I mean, I've watched majority of them, mm. um, and this one actually looks really good, and it ties in with the Covenant, the Covenant one, with the witches, mm-hmm. and it ties in with the first one. Um, so the, the first time it's kind of crossed over. Yeah, it? so it's first crossover, which is and interesting. It's, um, Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates is back as well, mm-hmm. um, and they just all of them are back. And it's cool. just like the, even the guy in the gimp suit, <laughs> he's the, back. He's back. So this one looks one to watch. It just looks incredible. So mm. I'll, I'll be, um, I think I'm going to catch up a little bit on some of the yeah, seasons I've missed, that. yeah, and then and then watch this one as well. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's one to look out for. Cool. I think that's it from the news actually. Excellent. So we can move on to our review of <laughs> of the nun. <laughs> I had a series of visions when I was younger. And after each one ended, the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw none. Go on then, Matt. We are reminded of the events of The Conjuring 2 with the nuns stalking the Warrens, obviously. Then the film jumps back to the early 50s. This movie centers around a priest and a novice who is yet to take her vows. The Vatican send a pair of, uh, the pair to Romania to investigate the apparent suicide of a nun. We are met with terror, ghostly visions, impending doom, and a bunch of jump scares that will make your popcorn fly. I just read all that. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a fucking introduction. Popcorn fly. It I is. wonder who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, you were looking forward to this for a long, long time. Long, long you were time. like pimping this out getting in contact with the um, director, Corin Hardy, really, really trying to like um, get really, really enthusiastic about this movie because we love the Conjuring universe. Yeah, I'm a massive fan. The whole universe is very classic um, in the way that they do horror. Mm. And it's just, it's a beautiful watch. They're really, really beautiful. And they re- seem to have really connected with um, today's audience, mm. um, which is really interesting. This, this movie, I mean... I don't know where it fits um, fits in with like the rest of it in your terms. Did you did you enjoy this one as much as you were looking forward to it? Um, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it's hard for me because I mean we're going to get into it a bit more. And by the way, we might spot there's going to be spoilers in this probably as well. I'm going to spoil the shit yeah. out of this. I okay, cool. this is a spoiler pop, um, spoiler review definitely. Yeah, I really really liked the movie, but I've got. A couple of problems with it but we can talk more about that Ooh, down the line already going into the negativity not it's not it's not negative well there is a negative point but how do you feel about it i want to get excited about it mm. okay in a way because i've got to champion these sorts of movies it reminded me of like i a, don't think any champion mm, no not the from the audience reaction movies, yeah mate. true they've made it's made a shitload of money yeah. out of the uh, box office but um i want to i wanted to really enjoy it I wasn't looking forward to it as much as you do because these sort of movies you tend to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, because I get too you into. Get scared, I get see, too into where it. I wish I could be like that. <laughs> this one didn't, however. Um, like the Annabelle ones, even though they were poorer movies, I think hmm. they see, they that, got that, me. They chi- the they, ch- they chilled me to the Annabelle movies. I, I that first Annabelle movie. I I've met so many people that 
dislike those movies. I think I've not met one person that absolutely, I absolutely love it. Like the Annabelle movie to me was when I was watching, it, I was like, oh my God, this is like watching Rosemary's Baby. I know, and it like pays tribute to it and the demon and everything and the aspects of it. I loved it. And I don't, and I, and I don't understand why people, more people don't like it. It's really crazy. Uh, like, I mean, I, I Annabelle I, creation, I, however, I, I wasn't a massive fan of. But. Yeah, fair enough. But I agree with you on the Annabelle front. I mean, it scared, the, it literally creeped the fuck out. I mean, yeah, there's some creepy, bits in that, man. the lift and the darkness, yeah, the lift, when you, yeah. the reveal of the, the demon was mm. really cleverly done. I, I, I thought it was really creepy. Mm. This, this movie follows on from obviously Conjuring 2 um, directly. So it's using the um, nun and the demon Valak. Yeah, obviously right. it's set in a different time. Obviously. Yeah, completely. I mean, yeah. we 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 are in a a gothic nunnery. I mm. mean, it's like a gothic cathedral or something like that. It's really. Um, it's a castle. It's a, this is. Um, it's, is it, was, um, okay, it's a castle. Yeah, it's a Romanian castle. It's an actual real um, castle that they went out and found in Romania. It's huge. Um, and the setting is impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's to start I was, with, I was like gobsmacked by that. It's just like literally they found this gem in the middle of nowhere in, in Romania and um I listened to I've listened to a couple of interviews with Corin Hardy the director and stuff like that and he was saying literally they didn't have to do nothing to it apart from they changed the door and nothing else because he was like literally didn't have to do anything yeah it didn't was, I was ready didn't, to make ready to shoot didn't I hear that the um the guy who plays the priest hmm. um he like went in and out of the door for ages and was like, wow, this is like an incredible piece. And he turns around and goes, well, this is all wood. And yeah. he didn't even see the difference. So obviously the, the production on this is amazing. I mean... The set uh, design as well. Yeah. It's like second to none is absolutely... Uh, second to none, you like that? Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just thought the settings and just the way everything was set up and, and just like, it just looked really, really well made. Yeah, it did look really well made, and um, it looked really like, like I said, really beautiful and classic. Mm. It had a real classic feel. The actors themselves. So we got Taysa Farmiga, yeah, who is Vera Farmiga's uh, younger sister. Correct, which yeah. is pretty cool. Vera Farmiga plays the um, Warren, the Warren woman. <laughs> the Warren woman. Yeah, yeah, Warren woman. And we have got the other two uh, characters, which is Frenchie and Father. I can't remember his name. Okay, well, I can't remember his name either, so that shows that <laughs> that tells me something. But I love the pacing of it. Hmm. I think it was paced right. Like we said, it's the depth of colour, the musicality, all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, the music was awesome. Yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah. like really, really incredible. That added to the atmosphere so much, the music. And I think, like you said, the music, the setting, the way it's filmed, the acting, I thought was really, really good. There weren't the jump scares that I was expecting. There's quite a few as well because when we went to, we went and watched well, you think another film. Do you think there were? Well, no, no, no. There were a few jump scares, but what I'm saying is, when we went to watch, we went to the cinema and watched Black Klansman, and they had a trailer for the nun in it, didn't they? And there's a bit where she's walking through the halls. And I think it's actually in the movie as well, where yeah. she's walking through the halls, and you can see something behind her. But then there's a massive jump scare in front of her. And it's so loud in the cinema, I literally shit my pants. And you didn't even get scared of that. I'm not that scared me. No, not, maybe not, it's well, because... Jump. Maybe because I was expecting it. But like... Yeah, maybe. Um, th- I think the fan with this one, the creepiness and like it re- the audience's reaction to this was mm. beautiful. Because there was like people... It was all 
they had that nervous giggling laughter like some we of the, went to some quite of the a, what the first night of the show yeah first yeah. night of the show and it was quite a full cinema mm-hmm. and um the audience were really sort of getting behind it they were sort of they weren't it wasn't like they were laughing at it no. they were laughing at the fact that they knew the, that something the, fucked yeah. up was about to happen yeah. and i like the physicality of the nun bonnie Aaron's. None. Yeah, Bonnie she Aaron's is brilliant. She's got a fantastic face for this for this um uh, yeah, you couldn't have picked anyone out. I mean that that back to um the conjuring where she first appears in that painting and comes out of the paint around the size of the painting and stuff. That that was unbelievable. That scene is just so creepy and I don't think you could have had any else, anybody else play that part because she just it nails it. She looks so creepy. It's really weird. But yeah, I thought she was brilliant. I thought she was really, really good. The story and the plot mm. line I had a bit of a few issues with. This this is where I, <laughs> this is this is not I'm not being negative, right? Because I think this film to me, I thought it wasn't everything I wanted it to be, right? But it was nearly nearly there for me because like it had all the horror tropes. It's like obviously you know, Corin Hardy is made um, a, a total love feel, um, a love kind of letter to Hammer Horror there's so much a, a aspects of that in the film totally agree and he's put because I follow him on Twitter and I'm, I'm probably going to be a bit biased because I really like him as a person I've seen what he's gone through with trying to get the crow off the, the ground and he's quite open on Twitter and he quite he's quite vocal with everything he's doing and I've followed him like literally on Twitter from day to day where he's been posting things from set little just little bits and pieces and i feel like i've gone on this ride with him completely from the start like of of, of when he the first day of shooting remember he put, put put a photo up and until the last day of shooting and even to the point when he was editing like only he didn't show anything but it was just like little snippets of him and i felt like i've been there with him the whole way and i loved it we loved his first film that he did the hallow yeah, uh, absolutely superb if you haven't seen movie. it absolutely yeah, yeah. beautiful movie so got, unfortunately it's not blue I don't think I think it's only on DVD but when I say beautiful movie it. it's fucking dark as fuck yeah. and that will scare the shit out of you if you it's want to go and watch so it so good yeah and and I can see his total love for horror, horror movies is massive he's come from the absolute bottom worked his way up you know and he is a massive fan of horror movies and I think he's done a great job a he's got fantastic the, job yeah because he's got the fifth movie in the franchise yeah it's a hard um, job, isn't it? Yeah, as well. definitely. The nun. He's been given a good old budget, and he, and to be honest, like this ain't my favourite, like setting. I mean, we walked out the movie at Fright Fest because of the, it was set in that sort of era, of like I don't really like the religious side of things mm. when it gets to where I mean, really, Rosemary's Baby ages, and stuff like that is more, it's more culty yeah. and stuff. Like this. But this had like a bit of a religious feel you know okay i, I don't mind the exorcist and bits i had a few nods to the exorcist mm. i thought the the way that the with valak mm. was fucking with him i thought it was just going to be all the way through mm. he was going to like do little pokes and then you know yeah. that you know what happens in these sorts of movies mm. they poke they poke and they poke and they don't do anything mm. but this demon is very physical in yeah, this yeah, movie yeah. Yeah. he he grabs he claws and he really sort of paints pitchy, but he does the same as like a normal, like if you go back to like the exorcist and the way that the, the demon in there was like messing with Reagan mm-hmm. and messing with the whole family, like, and going, calling to um, the father, um, you know, and coming up with all these like different, um, 
things from his past. Yeah. You, you draw any negativity to try and wind people up. That's what yeah, these, the de- things, all that yeah, that. these yeah. demons do. They wind people up. And that's what yeah, Valak sure. was doing, is winding them up. Sure, sure. It's messing with the father in terms of like, he had a past and it was, it was pulling the, the bits that he's, um, he's done in his past and putting them and pushing him into his front and really messing with yeah, him. Yeah, I like that bit of the the kind of child and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean Flashbacks. the main the main the main sort of like I suppose scare part or when it starts to really sort of wind up. He's following this young boy that died on on an exis on an system and I wish they were sometimes a little bit more clever in mm. these horror movies, but they can't. It's a classic. They're fine. It's going to follow and stalk mm. their vision, but he gets he gets trapped. In a grave. Hmm. I mean, talk to me about that. What did you think about that bit? Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of like it was set up quite clearly when when they kind of like at the start of the movie they kind of point out these graves and there's a little bell on the top and like oh well you know when people um, died ages ago that um, they buried them and sometimes they weren't even dead um, and they ring the bell to make sure so they could get them out again and you're like well that's going to come in later on for definite. And no, I really liked it. It's really it had the really feeling of claustrophobia, and and it was creepy. And when the hands come around him and and stuff, it was really creepy. But there's no way she could have digged him out that fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, and also, how did he get buried so quickly? Mm. I mean, the de- this would I mean we saw it in like Paul guys. Yeah. These sort of demons, they they do mess with you. So he mm. he suddenly trips and falls and ends up in a coffin. <laughs> yeah. And then he's completely the whole ground is like covered and patted down with grass on top. Mm. It's like what, um, but these, these they do it. It does tend to mess with you, um, and it really, really messes with um, Sister Irene, who's played yeah. by Taste of Amiga. She, she is goes through the ringer. So this is as soon as they said that she's not fully took her vows, I was like straight away in my head. I was like, nah, that's this is like crazy because they're just gonna go down that route. I thought they're gonna go down a route of that Valak was gonna kind of twist her around and say you don't believe in the faith you know like again a bit like exorcist where the demon tries to tell him that you don't believe in god and you don't believe in this you're just you 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 haven't really got the faith and i thought they were going to use that in this with her because i was like she's not a full nun so therefore she's not taking vows therefore i think valak's gonna abuse this and use it against her but they didn't really do that much no he just not that it annoyed me at all but i it kind of maybe it just led me down a path that it wasn't going to be and i thought that was quite cool yeah he just sort of stalked, not... stalked her and played with her emotions yeah. and uh you know sort of almost like pushed her around and like mm. creeped around in the shadows and again she was following the shadow because mm. the i'll tell you what the balls on these two they didn't really give that much but that's the one thing i found they, they weren't they didn't get really that scared no. Until maybe yeah. until they were physically touched, mm. she. The weird thing is, why is she there in the first place? Yeah, yeah, because she kind of gets told she needs to go. Yeah, isn't she. He, they get, he ends up at the Vatican, and he's like, mm. he's obviously these priests, these exorcists are like known to be like a few like cowboys and stuff like that. So he's he's got a, a set on him anyway. He does. He's kind of like a bit. <laughs> you know, they don't really tend to believe until they really see it. Yeah. Um. And I, I like that element of it. And but the fact that he had to go to from the Vatican to then London to go and yeah. pick this um, uh, sister Irene up. So he's she, he's she sent, isn't he, to investigate? Yeah, he's yeah. an investigator. But she didn't really know 
he didn't really why, know why, why they and stuff like that. And it yeah. was basically explained loosely. There was a little bit around the fact Very, that she'd had yeah. visions yeah. and the reason, and she had a troubled past and that's yeah. why she was getting into being a nun. Although she's, you know, she's a little bit of a rogue nun as far as I'm concerned. She's, she's not really fully into it. Yeah. Um, but I think she's been put there because of these visions and then she's just been into it. And she's got ties. And this is the bit that I didn't wind me up, hmm. but I don't really like this sort of stuff. Go on. Is the so how Valak got summoned in the first place, mm. and then it went back to the Crusades, mm. and they sent him back to hell through the God of Christ, the blood of Christ. Yeah. Now I would have hated that mm. a lot if the receptacle for the blood of Christ hadn't looked like a holy hand grenade. <laughs> I thought it looked brilliant. I thought the receptacle that they 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 um they come up with was brilliant. It looked like a holy hand grenade. So fair play to him, yeah. Um, for uh, building that, we said before that um, the nuns sort of like been released again, and um, I think at the beginning we said about the nun committing to, suicide yeah, and stuff, like that, and that's the why nun, they're yeah. investigating it. And I think she's the last nun. All right. And I think Valak has taken over the uh, one of the other nuns, and then okay. she commits suicide, so it can't get another um, person vessel. to possess and yeah. vessel, etc. Which is fine, and they're investigating, and they call, they come back. I get all that. Yeah. Um. So their job is to one investigate it. Once they see what's going on, and she has these visions. Like, oh, okay, we're going to play on these visions. All right. Now they've got to find the holy hand grenade to be able to basically send With the blood of Christ. Send Valak back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it's all about. And it's not really an exorcist, but it is there are some rituals. There are some like nice nods to it. It felt to me a little bit towards that, that kind of where they find it and stuff. That seemed to happen pretty pretty fast. It's almost like they got to a point, and then they were like, "Oh, we've got to write this. We've got to sum this up at the end. We've got to write it quick." There's a little bit where she finds this, and that just felt a little bit rushed. Now, you know, again, my problem is everything. I liked everything about this film. I was expecting a little bit more complexity from the storyline. I thought that they might go a bit deeper. It might have a little bit of a twist. It might tell us a bit more about Valak, a bit more information. I wanted more out of it. I wanted, you, yeah, you want to get to know. You want to get to know this demon yeah. a lot more. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I felt like it. And I felt, that's the only thing for me. That I loved everything else. I loved the effects. I loved the camera shots. I loved the costumes. I loved, you know, Valak. I loved. Uh, I I didn't even mind Frenchie, and he's probably the worst character. But I didn't even mind him. I knew I was there. You know, it's a bit of comedic value, you know. But it, to me, it was just I because of watching The Conjuring and Conjuring Two. I really like. That's probably my favourite. Right. The the the, the storylines are just a, even Annabelle are, are just a bit more complex. I like that about that this whole universe. And I just think that there was that tiny bit, and I don't think it's Corin Hardy's fault because he directed the movie. Um, as far as I know, J- uh, James Wan wrote the movie uh, with uh, Gary Doberman. Okay. And Gary Doberman has uh, written a script for Annabelle, and he's written a script for It as well, the new remake. So he's not, he's not, he's not like he's quite a novice on this. So I don't, and I don't think they're to blame. I just think. I was probably expecting more from it. Maybe. I don't know. I know you're expecting a lot more. Let's spoil the crap out of this now. Yeah. Okay. Because I think we've like 
cherry picked in terms of what is there. I mean, yeah. go see this movie because you're going to get a load of. There will be a load of bits that will creep you out. Mm, they sure. will give you those little um, goosebump moments. I do believe they're there. They yeah, will give yeah. you the, the by the sound the reaction of the audience. Um, there's you know that there's some creepy bits in there. Sure. So it has that dark gothic, but it's got that classic feel at the same time. Which yeah, I really that's what liked. I really liked as well. Like the Hammer Horror kind of homage and the fact that it's um i think that it has to be seen on the big screen as well because it's just that type of movie in it yeah like you go and you want it has to be loud and it, it and it's just lost i think on a small tv screen especially with the sets and the jump scares and, and the creepy bits it just looks like it's this film is made for cinema okay doubt. so if we do this big spoil then and this is one girl I've got to ask you about Go how, how um, you feel about this sort of thing. Sure. Because um, I I kind of love it. I I still love it. And I'm I'm not, we're in the we age at the moment where we need or we we love things to tie up. Mm, yeah. Um. And I every time it happens, I I'm not getting more and more. I'm not over it yet. Yeah. I yeah, still yeah, sure. like um, the movies. I love the Marvel universe. I love them all to be tied up. I love these little nods to different movies. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's part of a universe give me it the hardcore oh, yeah. fans deserve this sort of thing and i cool. am a hardcore fan of this so the little token at the end of frenchy so we valak we know valak is going to escape because he's in conjuring 2 he's yeah, in yeah. a later dated movie so we know he's there frenchy's met with an up, upside down cross right at the end mm. um and we're like okay valak's possessed frenchy so there must be a movement I, I would like to kind of see what happens to it and then I, uh, that's what I was thinking as soon as I was like, oh, okay, this is, good. this is good. Is this another sequel or is this, are they going to tie it up? Mm. What they did is they used actual footage from the first country movie where they were sitting in the, like an auditorium and they were giving a lecture. The mm. Warrens were giving a lecture on one of the exorcists that they performed. That's and it's right, the one yeah. where she gets absolutely freaked out um, because of what she sees. I mean, yeah. Valak's given her a vis- um, something that we still don't know. Mm. And she's really, really scared of Valak. She, she doesn't, um, scare easy but she yeah. is petrified and we saw that in the conjuring too so it ties right at the end back to um who you you learn his name is maurice that's right and yeah. as soon as you hear maurice you're like oh okay and then conjuring one they show the possession and the exorcism of a chap called um chap called maurice that's right yeah and that's obviously t- tying it up and that's where she first introduced to valak so the whole little universe lovely gets tied up, doesn't it? And it's got even yeah. the mum in it from uh, Conjuring. That's right, yeah, yeah. One. And so it's a, it's used footage. It's yeah. it's, it, it's there. Yeah. They just chucked it in, and I was like, fair play. I yeah, wanted I to like give them a little bit of a clap for that because I thought that was a nice tie up. Um, and they still can expand the whole Valak thing more. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely, it doesn't have to be a nun, but that demon is is out there now. So did you do you still like that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I I really like that uh, about it. Um. There's also little touches. I don't know if you noticed, but right at the start, I love these little touches. Um, if you look closely, there's little pointers to Valak's name everywhere, and I noticed it. And I looked it over at you to see if you knew it, but you were you were you were watching it. But you know when they put their bags on that truck, yeah, it goes off, and it, they were not supposed to put their bags on the truck. <laughs> you look at the number plate on the truck; it's, it spells Valak, but it's it's missing the V. But it's it's really weird because and then the other night I went and rewatched Conjuring Two 
because I was like, I, I really, this is made me want to really go and watch Conjuring 2 again because I, I love Valak and I was like, I love the whole story around it and I, I absolutely love Conjuring 2 and there's loads of them and I didn't even realise. Oh, wow, cool. And in the background when they're having breakfast, there's like a cork board or something and it, it, it spells out the last bit of Valak. <laughs> um, and then there's um, when um, they're sat in front of a bookcase you can see at the back, it's about uh, there's some bookends that spell out like uh, Valak as well. No, nice. all those little nods, and I was like, "Oh my god, I never saw this last oh, time." I knew you loved that sort of stuff. That's but, cool. Yeah, I love I love that point of it, and I, I I did tweet out to Corin Hardy to see if he would uh, answer because he does sometimes answer answer his Twitter, um, just saying, "Oh, uh, did I see right on that number plate?" And he hasn't got back to me, so I don't know if it's true. It might have been just me, but I swear to God, it, it, if you look at it, if anybody goes or, or knows about it, I swear to God, you see it. Cool. It's funny as. A couple of, just a really quick couple of scenes that I absolutely love. One was, um, you know, when all the nuns come in to pray and she's in the middle. I, I love that aerial shot from the top where she's obviously still in white because she hasn't had her vows yet. And she's in the middle and all the nuns all around her praying. And that shot from the top and then they just all get thrown against the wall. I just thought that was absolutely amazing, that scene. Yeah, she gets her... Um... Uh, a dress ripped oh, yeah, from the shoulder yeah. and it sort of like starts carving it's something crazy, like that. That gives me goosebumps now. Think about yeah, it. It's yeah, nice and creepy. I love really that. I thought that scene was really, really yeah, well made. Really and well said. The other one I really liked was when Valet comes out of the water, like the nun, as the nun, when <laughs> he's coming out of the water or she's coming out of the water and, and like literally the water's going down and it's just like she's getting closer and closer. Oh, I thought that, that was awesome shot as well. Like yeah. I've never seen any kind of scenes used with water like like demon kind of things you know what i mean it's just no, yeah. it was a bit different it like, was a bit different and i like, quite like that and then again the physicality because it didn't just yeah. like it was then there and it was going to grab her and it was choking her it was brilliant yeah and the mega spoilers here but the, i just loved the way that she went out at the end because i did not expect her to spit the blood in her face which i thought was awesome yeah uh, that, that was brilliant proper naughty rate this now yeah yeah we can go for it mate do you want me to go first yeah you go first on this one see i'd love to give it quite a high score i think i'm going to give it uh for me i think it's about probably a seven a high seven for me what about you yeah i'm going for the same we're we're very similar yeah Yeah. i would you know what i really really like you said at the start i've been wow champion in this film and I, I was really excited about it and it didn't let me down completely it's just like it didn't i don't feel let down i, I just wanted that little bit extra out of the storyline just that tiny bit extra and i think i would have probably gone up to i don't know and we've uh, got other stories to look forward to in this universe still they still might tell the it looks mm, like they might tell us the um crooked, crooked man, man yeah. story from not not conjuring two. not too keen I'm, on not that. too worried about that but conjuring three I'd be interested I'm where they go. I'm all over that, mate, because they're yeah. filming it next year and then it'll be out the year after. Yeah. I cannot wait. I really hope they don't fluff it up. <laughs> awesome, bud. I really don't. Okay, so um, I suppose we've got to talk about what we're going to do, which movie we're going to watch next. Yes. Next time review. Um, we're going to go and watch, um, we're going to try and watch on, um, v- on VOD, uh, a film called Revenge. 
Um, sure. It's just come out on, sh- on Shudder. Apparently, yeah. Um, apparently, yeah. We're <laughs> we're trying to find it at the moment. We found it on what in a couple of places. So we're going to watch a a movie called Revenge. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, mm. but it just we've seen a trailer and I'm just I'm impressed. Cool. So I can't wait to watch well that one. For that. So that's next. That's our review for next time. I'll let you introduce uh, this this week's something to scream about. <laughs> So we kind of debated about it last week, didn't we? When we picked it out, and it was like we picked it out and it's best horror director, but we've we've kind of twisted it a little bit uh, and and put most influential director. Yes, a director that's like yeah. um, is is inf- inspired inspired you. us. Yeah. Influential, yeah, not not yeah, inspired us, not <laughs> but um, yeah. So yeah, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go for it. Yeah. So I have gone with now my reasons for this. I could have been standard and kind of picked like I feel like we've talked a lot about John Carpenter already. So obviously he's a great love of ours. Obviously there's some other greats like Romero and stuff like that. Um, But I've decided to go for a bit of a different twist. Um, And obviously you're a fan. I'm a fan of uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, so love that, Rob Zombie. That's my pick, and there's, there's a couple of reasons why. Obviously, um, I love most of his films. So, obviously, he's done House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. More recently, he's done 31. Um, 31 was brilliant. And the reason I'm going to pick him, because inspirational, he's inspirational to me, because he has put his own stamp on these movies he's not taken up like a load of cash from a company and sold out he has always put his own stamp on these movies so he's done them all himself you know some you know 31 was crowdfunded um he puts all his heart and effort into these films and he normally has really really quick turnovers on the films which i admire because i think that's that's really crazy to just get films done in a really short period of time and he does them on really low budgets and the things he turns out with original ideas uh, original stories that are from his own head that have so many cool nods to other horror movies and he respects the horror community and i think that he's a really, really good director because of those things. Yeah, and lasting characters. Yeah. And you look at Captain Spaulding yeah, from yeah. House of Thousand Corpses. That's Baby. probably one of the... Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... The, and the dialogue he, the, the script writing is just bang on, you know. I could just sit there and watch a film of just Captain Spaulding just chatting to people who come in the shop. Do you know what I mean? It's just Fuck like... Yeah. It's crazy. Fuck yeah. Um, but it, it, I just think it's really, really cool because... And also like... People might turn around and say, oh, no, he did sell out. He did the Halloween franchise. But he had the balls to take that Halloween franchise and do it his way in his own stamp, which I think hats off to him. You know what I mean? He, he could have easily rolled over and just gave the people what they wanted. 
but he didn't. He wanted to tell it as his Rob Zombie way, not you know. I I think obviously some bits his hand were tied from the company, the the hands that be, and stuff like that. But but his style was evident in exactly. those movies. Exactly, his stamp is there. You can tell it's his film. You know, he did put his foot down on certain actors and actually uh, and and stuff like that. Um, but the biggest thing is is just I think he's he's done them the films on low budgets on his terms how he wants it and he's just doing what he wants to do and like i've just read like i went on imdb just to see if there's anything else kind of like coming out because obviously we've got um the free from hell new film coming out yeah and uh, which is he's on at the moment editing so that's cool but um i saw another film and it's just like i was like that's so rob zombie it's like another film he's doing called um apparently there's nothing else but it just says it's called trapped trapped yeah, yeah, trapped oh trapped. trapped yeah trapped um basically and all that has a little synopsis it says a, a well-off family are how held captive by a bizarre cult and I'm <laughs> like, that's so rob zombie yeah okay Do you know what i mean i know you know i know but it is what it says on the tin you know but like you said characters low budget movies you know his own ideas whilst paying homage to to amazing horror movies you know what more can you ask for and that's why i picked him basically it's a great pick it's a great pick um and i i i love yeah we're massive fans yeah house of thousand corpses was just something completely new and original Mm. devil's rejects like flipped that on its head and it just absolutely it's like a new generation of like um the Hills of Eyes and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. These families ace, and I want them. To, I can't wait for Free from Hell. Uh, that's why, I like you know, Devil's Rejects, the controversial stuff around that, and it's like you don't give a shit. It just goes for it, and that's what that's what I like. It's just like you know the fact that he has to put these films into the the the, the guys that put the certificates on it. And like, nope, you need to cut it. You need to make take this out. You need to make it more. And you know, he's had to cut films so many times. Um, but whilst he still does that, it still comes out and it's still batshit crazy. And I love that about him. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> what have you got? I know she didn't mention Lord of, Sa- the Lord of Salem. That's my least favourite, but I, I understand the stuff around it. And But again, you know, it's beautifully beautiful yeah. shot. <laughs> Not my favourite. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, so I've picked um, a guy who's influenced me from since I was a kid. Mm. Wes Craven. Brilliant I mean... Pick. It's just I had to do it. I mean, the myth, the legend. Yeah, he, he is an absolute um, triumph of a director. He has got a staggering career. He's, he's he sets the tone for um, a lot of je- like genre of movies and just keeps on reinventing himself. And, you know, he's almost like you could say he's the Spielberg of like horror, as far as yeah, I can yeah. say. I mean, he, I mean, introducing us to a character that's it's never going to die. Freddy Krueger is never gonna die he doesn't die in the movies and he's always gonna be played and played again you're gonna see him and po- you see him popped up in everything like simpsons you know he's pro- he's in family guy he's just there everywhere that character rick and boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah rick and boy this character is just <coughs> never going anywhere and he he came up with that it's his vision hmm. and there's a real sick sick um note to freddy krueger anyway when you look at um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. The whole point of Freddy is he's a paedophile. Allegedly. Right? <laughs> allegedly. They never say he is. But okay. He's, he's a pedo. And um, that 
is re- that is a really kind of creepy element for well, the like fa- anyway. Do you know what? It's funny you say that because we sell um, Nightmare on Elm Street t-shirts and it's obviously got Freddy in and Freddy on the front of the t-shirt. And I think, shit, people have got posters on their walls and they wear t-shirts of Freddy and they dress up as him as Halloween. But yeah, but he's a paedophile. He is a paedophile. <laughs> Allegedly. But um, yeah, I find that it's just like that that baffles me. He's, he, think, and, he's Christ. Hot, and he's sort of like He's had his comeuppance mm. by getting burnt um, by the uh, people of Elm Street. But I think the he's parents moved... of Elm Street, and he and yet he allow we're allowed to he's allowed to stalk them in their dreams. Yeah. It's just it's never it's just it's really dark dark writing. Mm. And you go back to his like early career in his first movie, The Last House on the Left. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you're like okay, so that's where he started. Yeah, and we get. You know, some. I mean, that film was banned in the UK for mm, years, yeah. and it's. You can see why. I mean, it's got it's got a happyish ending, I suppose. <laughs> the parents get the revenge. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but that movie has got some absolutely standout, sick moments that would rival anything like I Spit on Your Grave. And it's raw and as Straw well. Straw dogs. It? It's. You know I mean, I mean where it's shot, the... it's it's, yeah. it's really disturbing. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got. The hills have eyes, mm. which again is completely messed up. Mm. You know they're nicking the baby and they're burning the the guy alive. You know, you know. It's you, full on, isn't it? It is yeah. full on. It's really. When you creepy. think about that and how controversial and violent those films are, to move to and obviously the first Nightmare on Elm Street as well is, is very violent, but it's not as distressing as those films. You know what I mean? So you kind of it's almost you think you settled out a little bit. With with uh, Nightmare on the Street, I wonder if he had to cut that a million times. <laughs> I wonder if there's any like on the cutting room floor scenes. He's sort of like an era guy though. Like when he did Last House on the Left, he did that mm. in 1972. Sure. So you had your black exploitation movies, your mm. exploitation movies, your your fucking Italian, all those horrible yeah. things that like sort of come out. And he sort of this is his stamp, and he and it comes from his past and stuff. He had a real troubled past with his. But he didn't get on well with his parents and stuff like okay. that so he, he wasn't he, he was a real troubled guy and then he sort of like somebody just i think somebody just turned around to him and said why don't you just, if you if you got these these issues just write a horror movie mate mm. and he's sort of all right and that's what he's he done he's, he's put all this like those sort of hard knocks onto his movies mm. and then you get that so hills of eyes night um nightmare on street 1984 absolute treat and we get this whole i mean that's the only one he ever directed apart from when he came back and um did west craven's new nightmare which again sort of re it did it was a it was a different take on horror Mm. it threw it on its head it jumped completely out of the the movie and then sort of like you know said this is real this is real life it's almost like um the third what do you call it a third eye or something i can't remember the technical term for it Mm. but that was really cool Serpent and Rainbow is one that's like talked about quite a lot. I haven't mm. seen it, no, I haven't but seen I thought it. it's worth mentioning because I know yeah. it's mentioned a lot, so it's on my list. People under the stairs, mate. I, I've, I've got it. Right behind me on oh, VHS, mate. mate. That's when I, when I was growing up. That was like one of those films that I just absolutely loved. Yeah, you was always talked about in the playgrounds and stuff. Uh, People under stairs, Jacob's Ladder. Those two movies mm. were always mentioned as like one of the dark ones. I've seen. Um, people under the stairs obviously in my i think uh, early 20s i think and yeah. i watched it and um yeah you can see why it's a brilliant movie yeah yeah brilliant movie and and you, you, they talk about nowadays about 
um, diverse cast in movies. And People Under the Stairs was one of the most diverse, diverse uh, casts I've ever seen, at, yeah. especially at that age and when I was so young. And they put, talk about it now, and I'm like, they should be different looking at like those films sometimes as well, you know. Horror has a lot of stuff that... that it breaks boundaries. Yeah. It, it breaks boundaries first before mainstream movies Absolutely. do. So that was 91. Then you went to, I've gone a little bit later into 95, which is like re reemergence of his career, I think, again. Um, yep. He never really went away, but it's sort of like, this is like supercharged it, I think. He had Vampire in Brooklyn in 95 with Eddie Murphy. Mm. He didn't really get on with Eddie Murphy by the sounds of things <laughs> of the set. Right. Because um, they wanted two different things from the movie. Okay. Um, but he did it in Vampire Brooklyn's not great. I don't know I've if you've seen, seen, it, seen it. It's not great. But um, you can see, you can tell. But then he went on, he jumped back in 1996. We get one of my favourite horror movies of all time, Scream. I mean, that... That's coming sport. back with a vengeance, isn't it? He directed all four movies as well. Yeah. That's, that's really yeah. cool. Um, so right up to, I don't know, when the last um, Scream 4 came out, was on like 2011 or something like that. I can't <laughs> remember. <how long> <laughs> and don't forget, that, that spawned so many other things as well, didn't it? Ghostface you know I mean? as as a, 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 cat, a like a serial killer and a slasher movie was just like... I mean, I dressed up as, like, yeah. Ghostface for years and Didn't Halloween and stuff. Didn't like either. All right. <laughs> um, but it just... That was just another... It's just another cool character that he's, like, created. Yeah. So Freddy Krueger and we've got Ghostface. Yeah, I definitely... And they aren't going yeah, to go yeah. away. I'd like, definitely put um, Ghostface up there as well. Definitely. Like, he's in the same rounds as Chucky and, you know, Freddy and Jason, Jason he's... And Michael and everything. Yeah, so. definitely. Even though it's just some different person who anyone can actually wear that costume. Yeah. And I think that was a really creative way of doing it. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, and Sc Scream was a fantastic horror movie as a mm. start. I mean, it's, it has it has a complete... Uh, the brilliant twist, yeah. which you had to just keep on guessing who was the killer. Yeah, of course. And that was genius. And then there was a couple... I put on there as well, 2005. He did a werewolf movie. don't know if you know, called Cursed with um i know of it but i've never seen it it has christina rishi in it mm. um and i think uh josh oh who's that dude um from um mighty ducks movie joshua somebody not sure i can't remember his surname but he pops he's in like um dawson's creek oh okay yeah i, you know I think i know about? which one you're about like Casey yeah. in dawson's creek that's it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's him and he's in cruel intentions as well oh, okay Right, but he was. I think the those two are in Curse, and it's like a, a good little werewolf movie. To be okay, fair, cool. I've got it on DVD. If you want to borrow it, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have a watch. Yeah, <laughs> but I just yeah. So Wes Craven for me scared the shit out of me when I was like about five or six mm. with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, it's one of the first things I'd ever picked up and just accidentally played on VHS and was mm -hmm. like, "Whoa, the hell is this? I'm never going to watch this again." And didn't until I was eighteen because I'm a coward. Um, <laughs> and then. Research, then I when I fell out of love of horror movies to have Scream really just completely just propel me into this and I haven't looked back since watching Scream I've just gone on and watched horror mm. different like different tropes and stuff like that and it really propelled me Wes Craven's just like wouldn't be sat here talking about horror with you if I hadn't watched Scream mm. I really do think that. that's good so um, what I'll leave you with is is a loved quote yeah, which I found from Wes Craven, because we all know that in 2015, 
he he died, so he's not with us. But this is a really nice quote. He said, horror films don't create fear. They release it. Mm, That's really, really, really really nice. Interesting. So, yeah, that's a nice little, and I thought it was a nice little um, topic section for this week. Yeah, yeah. So you got to talk about, you know, a bit more personal. Yeah, no, definitely. It was really, really good. Cool. Is it your turn to pick something out of the bucket? It is indeed. Go for it then, dude. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm excited. Let's see, what, let's see what Come I get. On. I know which I one want I want. To... I know there's <laughs> one in here that I want. But let's I want, have a look. So, I want something to really get my teeth into. Oh. Oh, so this week, it is in two weeks' time, we will be something to scream about. Will be favorite sci fi horror movie. Fa- favorite sci fi horror movie. So we're talking. Favorite sci fi horror movie. That's not bad. You, you like that? Yeah, it's Alien? Cool. Aliens? Cool. Mm. Okay. Save it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> okay, we can see, I can see us a few in that. That's cool. I think that we should have a couple of picks on that, though. Two or three? Yeah, let's go for two or three, yeah, I think, on that. That'd all right, cool. but I'm buzzing for that. Excellent. So this is the part of the show where we um, said our movie from the bolt section, where we get to talk about a movie that either me or Matt has actually picked from the previous week. And last week, I picked an American wealth in London. John Lambis, American wealth in London. So, come on, If I hope you guys out there have all seen this movie. I hope you watched it. I hope if you haven't, you've seen it ages ago. But this is going to be, we're, we're going to rip this movie apart, I reckon. Yep. Um, this movie is about two American uh, tourists who go walking in Dartmoor. Do a bit of what you like doing. They do a little bit of what I'm doing. Underdressed for walking, but it was the 80s, it's fine. That, yeah. They uh, venture into the into the moors. They get warned not to walk in the moonlight. Several times. Several times. And they get attacked by a creature from the dark. One of them gets completely mauled and dies. The other um, wakes, up, <laughs> wakes up in a hospital in London after the attack. Mm-hmm. And then he has these absolutely amazing visions. I mean, this is one of my favourite movies. I have to say, I'm going to say right off the bat. This is one of my favourite horror movies of the 80s of any time. I think that this is a movie where it, it's got to be in that that list of these are, these are the good staple movies you need to watch yeah. to understand horror and more importantly, special effects. Definitely. I mean... Anyone's anyone's coming up to us and would say, yeah, you've had like ten movies mm. to pick and say, go and watch these ten movies, yeah. and you will understand why. Um, if you like them, you know this is this is like horror one hundred and one, mm. as far yeah. as I'm concerned, it is like horror one hundred and one. I mean, yeah, like you said, the special effects, some like some groundbreaking like special effects. I mean, this movie Absolutely. came out the year I was born as well, nineteen eighty one. Great year. Good year. I was two. You too. <laughs> But it's just some great visuals. The music, again, is fantastic. Mm. The comedic elements, the um, makeup and design. 
everything. This mm. is like absolutely beautifully set movie. And like from just start to finish for a start. So there there's the start. Um so let's let's should we do a bit of a walkthrough? Yeah. Yeah. So we get these two American chaps, Jack and David. Mm-hmm. Um, you get dropped off into the moors, and I think they're just going for a nice bimble. All right, they all they want is a bit of food. And they go into a not lovely pub called the Slaughtered Lamb. It's a great name, great name for a pub. Great, great, great name for a pub. And this is one of the best entries to a pub. I think this has probably been copied several, oh, yeah. several times in terms of an entry into an English pub. I think yeah. the Americans for ages probably thought this is what going into a pub in the middle of nowhere was like. Yeah. So they go- it's not wrong. <laughs> I've been in pubs like that. Yeah. <laughs> they go in and the music stops, if there's any music. But everyone, all the chatter just stops and oh, they yeah. just all turn around mm. and look at them. And they go, right, boys, what can I get you? And they're like, everything they ask for, they haven't got. Mm. <laughs> yeah, all they want is a bit of food. They ain't got and that. They ain't got that. They ain't got tea. Yeah. Um, so I think they have a beer in the end and they're just getting it's not. It's not the most hospitality. Oh, no. The best hospitality I've seen. And But there's <laughs> nice creepy elements in there as well. They've got the um, six-pointed star. Yeah, the pentagram. Uh, the pentagram. Yeah. And some burning candles. And burning candles. It's, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. So there's a bit mm. cultish, which is quite cool. So there's something weird going on. And it's a who's who in there of like British actors as well. You see some of the actors are in there. I don't know if you noticed. Um, I met the the I recognised the guy from who was playing darts. I mm. uh, recognised the guy who was telling the joke. Yeah. And who's the? Is it? Oh, what's his name? Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, it is. It's oh, Drop Dead good. Fred, isn't it? Yeah. Doing your research. It is Drop good Dead lad. Fred, isn't it? So um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that he's in there, and they they have a little bit of a chat and a little bit of banter, and then he suddenly says the wrong thing, doesn't he? And they go, and he's not, and they're not welcome in the pub anymore. No. So they got to leave, and everyone's like, "Oh, you can't make them leave," and they're like, well, "What's going on? I think we should definitely leave." And they so they leave, and the inevitable happens: they get stalked by this werewolf, and um, they get attacked, and one of them gets absolutely annihilated yep. and mauled to death. And you have, and then they come and they rescue the other guy, and he wakes up in um, the hospital, and that's when our story really sort of takes place. I mean. Did you? Rem- this has been about six years since I reckon I've seen this movie. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's about the same for me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I forgot loads of bits. Like <laughs> I forgot about so many bits in it. Like um, even to the point of how mauled his friends get some on the malls. I totally forgot about that. That's the first question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Would you run if it was me and you going for a little walk? And then the werewolf would come and attack me. Would you try and... Would you Would you run? Was that your first thing to do? All depends, all depends how big it is, you know? Oh, I'd have to assess the situation. i go, I'll run for help. Yeah? So you'd leave me? No, not necessarily. He, that's his first reaction. Dave's first yeah, reaction no, is to fuck off. Oh, awesome. hang on. i got a jack. And he yeah. goes back and that's where he gets attacked. Yeah. So if you come back, we're both fucked. Yeah. So... No, I just, I just run. I ditch you. That's fine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you won't get very far. You've got little legs. But the werewolf attack was brilliant. There's loads of blood. Yeah, it was good. Fucking little legs. What did you think um, rewatching this for the hot, the hospital, the dreams in the hospital? <clears throat> yeah, the 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 dreams are crazy, aren't they? They're I totally forgot about that. But he spends quite a. 
I forgot how, how long they spent at the hospital as well, because I can't remember it being that long. No. When I watched it before, it's almost like they put extra scenes in from the hospital. <laughs> it's like, I can't remember. It's weird, isn't it? I suppose when you're younger, you remember the bits. It, I'd say when we were younger, it's only like six or whatever years. But it's funny how bits of the films stay in your head, the bits that you really enjoy, like obviously the obvious ones. But like, get to. These, these dreams were crazy. Hmm. But they, the, were, the but, one, but they were the, like, the one that I totally forgot about was the one where like he he's um back in his house, obviously back in America, and then there's a the knock at the door and these like crazy Nazi The Nazi demons, demons is what they call them just come in, don't they, and start killing everyone like really bad with whilst, machine guns whilst holding a, a big ass knife to his throat, making him watch, and then they end him. That's, so I mean, trippy. why have they got machine guns? I don't know. There was no one... I, do you know what I really think? That old John Landis had, had popped a couple of pills or something, allegedly, <laughs> and gone, I'm going to write this fucking crazy-ass scene in the middle. I mean... It's just so, so mental. So, but then he wakes up in the hospital. Do you, do, you, do you understand? Is this... I, I got a theory. I got a theory. Like, is it metal? What? I don't know. Tell me. Okay, I got a theory. Enlighten I got a theory in a minute. I just want to finish off the okay, dream. So the dream. So the dream... These Nazi demons are shooting him with machine guns and he wakes up. He's like, oh, God, fucked up dream. Because you would. A dream within a dream. And then a dream within a dream. Because then it's like he wakes up and he sees a nurse. He says, oh, I've had a nightmare. Then she opens up the curtain that's right and another nazi demon stabs her through the um the chest yeah. and it's like oh my god she like screams and then um and then he wakes up, then again. He wakes yeah. up again and it's like oh fuck's sake it's like these dreams ever going to end i think the he's been he's been he's becoming a werewolf he's yeah. becoming an evil being yeah so i the curse has been around for years from transfer from yeah. people to person to person yeah so i think what he's seeing is um visions from like previous people right or just like the evil is just taking over because i get i get obviously i've i the only undercurrent i recognize is obviously the nazis and he's jewish so that obviously i think that is an undercurrent in there that ah. obviously is put in like to the film that's, that's, good that's, show. that's, that's the good only show. thing that i was like oh they're obviously nazis because he's jewish because they make a really weird comment about it don't they when the nurse comes oh oh he's jewish and they're like how do you know she goes oh i had a look under the covers <laughs> the nurses <laughs> are like, dirty pervy nurses they are proper pervy. and one of them they're is... like carry on nurses yeah they really are one of them is so pervy that she decides that she's going to fall in love with him in a matter of mm. however long he's in the hospital i don't know how long he's in the hospital bit, bit, but she, bit weird she invites him home to her house, yeah. to her house to stay because he hasn't got anywhere to stay, and he's a bit of a nutter because he's been like he's bit... having crazy dreams and yeah, he thinks and he's, he's shouting and screaming and crying and all of this. Yeah, but she's um, like, "It's all right, you come home with me, love. I'll, you know, you stay with me." One thing strange. I really liked about I like about this kind of version of the werewolf story is the fact that <laughs> anyone who's sort of killed by a werewolf is sort of in a status of undead. But only that they, they can be seen. That's what I mean, in limbo. Yeah, limbo. Yeah, yeah. Whether he's going mad or they're actually there, but he's the only one who can see him. Hmm. And he sees Jack, his mate, and he starts. Yeah, he yeah. nicks his toast. And I, 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 I love. I love the fact that um, as well, Jack, the the makeup on him, like, like it looks so real. And I remember watching it when I was real, real young, and thinking, how the how did they do that? It's make, so visceral. It's so real. Like all the cuts and. 
just like the blood like just coming out and stuff like that I was like, so good so good yeah. even now watching out just doesn't look fake it looks real I mean when he actually hired the actors mm. the two actors yeah the, one of the questions they asked them both was are they claustrophobic because they yeah, are going to be in loads because they're yeah. going to be in loads prosthetics and stuff and they didn't like that. understand that they're like what no. until they actually got in the prosthetics <laughs> and they were so pissed off apparently <laughs> like Jack was just like he went happy yeah because I talking about that you know, on a previous episode, I've talked about I used to go to the library all the time and read this one book, which is a creature's effect, and there'd be a double page spread and one in the middle of the werewolf and stuff. But the page before it would be how they made it, and all I remember is a black and white photo, and it's literally the lead actor, like leant back on a chair with this really weird white mold all over him and these two straws sticking out of his nose. I've seen the, the same only way picture. he could like breathe. And I was like, that I, that always stuck in my head when I read the book. Yeah, I remember, mate. I've seen the same book as you as well. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that picture as well. That was it's crazy. Really, really I always remember that. Always. That really, crazy. really interesting. Um, so we get to also see Jack a couple more times, and he just keeps on telling him he's got to kill himself because mm. he can't move on unless he does. And he said he's going to turn into a whale. So he's warning him. He's warning him. He's, not, cool. he's going, whatever, mate. You're just talking yeah. rubbish. And he, he doesn't know what's going on. And he every time you see Jack, he's more and more decayed. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because yeah, he's like obviously getting rotten and all that <laughs> stuff. That was clever. Now, so nurse, Nursey takes um, takes him back and they they get it on. So that's mm. a nice little, nice little scene. And they had to cut that down a bit to get the rating that they wanted. So that's, that's a nice little fact for you. But I'm gonna ruin all my Matt's facts. She doesn't. Um, she doesn't uh, believe him. Why would she? Mm. And he sort of goes to a psychiatrist at the same time, and he he's not being believed that he's going mad. He thinks he's going mad. This when she leaves him alone, mm. the transformation is in just the a scene. There's not. I don't think there's anything close out there. In terms of this transformation, hmm. maybe being human, yeah, the TV yeah, show being human, shout, yeah. I'd say that's close. Now, there was a thing in being human. I probably haven't got it word for word, um, but Russell Tovey, who turns into the werewolf in there, yeah. describes it as, um, or no, I think it's his girlfriend. All the one of them, one of them out of the three describes mm. the pain that he goes through. Yeah. Um, and it's described as like imagine every bone in your body is breaking, right? So if that happens, usually your body would make you pass out. That's a defense yeah, mechanism yeah. in your body. But the wolf and the adrenaline of the wolf is keeping you alive and awake through it all through the heat, so that you can feel every single broke, uh, every single break. And when your jaw goes in, you can feel your dislocation of the jaw. So yeah. you can feel everything. Now, when he starts turning, he just looks really hot, doesn't he? And he's like, he just starts screaming. Yeah. And you can see the pain and anguish that he is going through yeah. in this in this transformation. Massively, yeah. And the way they did that, that scene is incredible with all the, like, the little air pumps and the hand and all the different like ways and camera angles that they shot it like really exactly. cleverly to, to show... Um, all special effects yeah all all special effects yeah all practical special effects again done really well and um yeah it's just it was just one of the best things i think i've seen from a werewolf perspective i know like our mate dan 
loves this shit. Mm-hmm. So this is this is like new in my opinion numero uno in terms of like werewolf transformations. I think something has to be said as well is that this had never ever been seen before. So this is the the first kind of werewolf transformation where you see everything while it's going because obviously the old school movies he'd turn around and then turn back and the camera come back and he'd be the werewolf. I'm talking about Wolfman from the 50s Possibly, and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Um, but this is just warts and all. Absolutely every scene, you see everything happening. And it's if, if you think about it, it's relatively short, the scene as well. Um, you know, and it just, in a short space of time, they show that happen. And it's just extraordinary. And as I just remember watching it when I was a kid, just thinking... Oh my god! How the how did they do this? <laughs> yeah. How how did they make this happen? How they tricked, done the camera work and all that to tell how it was done? It's just really really strange, but it was so so clever and it's just renowned, isn't it? You know uh, the transformation scene from uh, American Wealth in London. So many people have probably gone on a their top list of horror movie moments it's got to be up there isn't it? You know? yeah big time um there's some other couple of like uh moments i wanted to talk about so when they obviously after he tra- um transforms he um pops out and he's he's on the on the kill then isn't he yeah so he kills a couple yeah um which is quite quite gory kills kills three tramps yep yeah yep now the my favorite kill for the werewolf is the when he's stalking that um the guy with the umbrella through the underground. Oh, that that's I love that scene. It's so cool. This is probably one of my favourite shots in any movie. It's well creepy as well. He, he's being stalked, and you you think, are you going to actually see the beast? It's like from a POV of the wall. Yeah, thing. you don't see nothing else. No, and these these guys falling and running and stumbling, and then he um he falls over on the on an escalator. It's all familiar because everyone's been on the underground. Yeah, of course, like, yeah, yeah, and um. The guy falls back on the M, the uh, elevator, and he he's slowly creeping up, mm. and then it the camera is so simply shot. Really, anyone could do this mm. shot, but you, it's it's shot down the escalator. That's right, yeah. And then the wolf just just comes into shot. Just casually, just comes. But it into just other. you just get to see how big just a kind of glimpse it in it as yeah. well it's not like full on and you could just make it out and then there it is it's like oh my word it's that really stuck with me i really like that mm. um and he wakes up in the zoo doesn't he oh yeah um and then it's sort of he's he's like oh fuck i think i've killed somebody he doesn't really know what's going on until the news comes on and he's yeah. like oh god i've definitely killed him and he makes a scene tries to get arrested yeah which is a bit of a weird, weird one yeah in the middle of like trafalgar square is he at that point, is he dressed in? He's not dressed in the woman's. Oh no, that's when he's in. The, uh, yeah, when he gets out the. Uh, this is the comedic value, like that. Some there's so many comedic bits, and obviously John Landis has made this is his first kind of horror movie because everything else before that was like Animal House and comedy, and since Blues Brothers, comedy. yeah, Blues Brothers, mm. everything's comedy. So the comedy element is great, like the two policemen <laughs> that where the other policeman always copies the other one and it kind of stumbles out the door and knocks everything over. It was That's funny. so astoundingly British yeah. in their view of how they fought, like, yeah. you know, PC plods and all that sort yeah. of words, like, which is and quite then, funny. And then there's the other bit where, like, um, where that's that's quite funny is um, where, yeah, he's in 
he wakes up in like you said with the walls and stuff and he's totally naked isn't he yeah and he has to try and uh he grabs the balloons off that little kid <laughs> and just like goes i'll give you two pound for the balloons and the kid's like no. where's two pound come from as well i don't right. know he was naked in those days two pound would have been a lot mate yeah but anyway he nicks the balloons anyway and then he gets that old granny's coat he was running and around and he stood at the bus stop in the queue <laughs> and the guy's giving him a right dirty look I thought, yeah, that's funny. There's that's some proper funny, funny bits. And to be honest, the bits with Jack when he comes in as a zombie and he's telling him to kill himself. Yeah. They're all they're all really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um and which brings us to the next scene that I want to talk about. Mm. In the porn the oh, dirty porn house. The, yeah, yeah. It's funny as well. Did you notice when the guy's running away in the tube station um from the wharf? Uh, all plastered down the tube station is loads of posters for that movie. Oh really? No, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. Oh, because I noticed oh. that I was like Oh, a strange poster to have up in the tubes. Because I, like, I was like, they wouldn't have anything like that. Surely not in, that, in those days. But then, obviously, when they get to the, when they get to the, uh, the cinema, it's like, ah, oh, right, okay, this is. I wonder if I'm going to steal a Matt's fact off you. And then, and then it's like two pound fifty to get in. No, go on, carry on. What, what the... They made the porno. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Landis, um, they they didn't. When they found out, they he wanted to shoot in this theatre, hmm. but when he got there, it was um, it was no longer a, a independent fin- a cinema. It was a, oh, it was really a porn house. Out. So yeah. instead of like just nicking one of them, they they got in some actors and shot shot a porno. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. brilliant. So that's why the 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 um di- dialogue in the porno is so bizarre. Yeah, because they it didn't matter. It, no, no, so no. That, that it was really cool. But that bit in the um. In the porn house, he's got all his victims there with him. Yeah, they and just appear. Yeah, that's clever. And they each try and tell. And, and tramps are really grumpy, <laughs> and they they're like, "Oh, hang yourself!" And they all trying to tell him different ways to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, or you yeah. could you could drown yourself, or yeah, yeah. they feel. But they but all the tramps keep on picking the most violent ways to do <laughs> yeah. it. It's really really funny. And then he turns again, mm. and then it's Cause some random guy just comes up to him and just is staring at him and he's yeah. like telling him to go away, go away. Because he's making loads of noise. And, and to be honest, that guy deserves to die. He did. He just he did didn't go away. He told him to go away, and he wouldn't go away. But so. it goes. This is the chaotic, most chaotic bit. Yeah. Uh, you've got is it Piccadilly Circus? That's right. Yeah. Um, and this this bit I remember always from Thriller. Mm. Um, we had when we were a bit young. Rob, my brother had a copy of um, Thriller. And they had John Landis, because John Landis directed Thriller. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, of course yeah. I did. Um, <laughs> what did you take me for? <laughs> so, and they were talking about this scene. Mm. And they in in the Thriller um, documentary, they um, show this scene where he jumps out of the, the place. He bites that guy's head off. He's running around London. There's the bus swinging, cars crashing. Mm. Um, the guys, there's like blood everywhere. I mean... It's nuts. It's nuts. There's people flying out of their yeah. front of their cars. It just goes mental. Proper stunt work. It's amazing. And this wolf is just on all fours as well. No upright. This is one of the beautiful things. It's the werewolf is always on all fours. It's never on its hind legs as they do in some things. And I love that. I love that it was just a big dog. Yeah. It was really cool. Um. Yeah. That that scene is just absolutely nuts. And that's when it all sort of like almost comes to an end. And we get that like. We do get quite a melancholy end, don't we? Really, because mm. um, nev- the inevitable happens, you know. And um, he gets shot, and he, he turns back into 
into David. Yeah. Um, after he shot, but it's 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 a bit that that's a quite quite depressing. Yeah. Sort of end. Well, and, like a couple a couple of scenes I totally wanted to talk about as yeah, well. Yeah, go on. Talk about depressing. I, the bit where he's in the phone box, I thought that was really sad when he phones home and his parents aren't there and he just wants to phone him to say, oh, I love you guys. And I thought that was a really nice little scene yeah. to put in there, which was really, really cool. But um, yeah, that, that was I thought that was a cool scene. And uh, did you notice as well when they're in the taxi that there's uh, talking to the taxi driver? Do you see who that was? Brick, brick top. Yeah. Brick, brick top, top and from, Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realise until he started talking. I was like, oh my God, that's that guy from Snatch. <laughs> that was quality. Yeah, that was, um, that was really cool. But that's, um, this this movie's just fantastic. I mean, I, I want to move on to to your to your list of stuff that you've got. Have you got stuff? Matt's Facts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go for it. Let's, just, let's rate it after Matt's Facts. Did you... One thing before I start, Matt's fact, apparently one of the coppers, you know when they all run down on the coppers, I was trying to see where he is, but it was Nick Cotton from EastEnders was one of the coppers. No freaking way. Yeah, well, you know when they were all like, like old, it is like you said, to, total old school like Bobby's American on the beat. Bobby's on the beat. It's like, we all come marching down, we're all linking arms to, <laughs> to hold the crowd back and, and like with their truncheons out and all this stuff. And it was just like, it made me laugh that did. Um, no, no, I got a couple of I got a couple of Max facts, but um, obviously it won an Academy Award for Best Makeup, which I thought was really really cool. Um, the Rick Baker obviously did all the special effects. Obviously, um, the end scene where the the wolf is on all fours and stuff. Apparently, he based he based the look of the dog on his German Shepherd called Bosco, which was quite funny. Yeah, that is. I heard that. That's about yeah. a big dog. For sure. Yeah. Um, apparently, this was quite interesting. They only had four permits, right, for them to, for the Americans to work in in Britain at the time, and they wouldn't give the fourth permit. They were saying, "No, there's plenty of British actors here. You know, you can film it here. You don't because it's for one of the actors." And it's like, and basically, John Landis just turned around and said, "Well, look, I I literally am not going to do the movie, and I'm going to change the location, and I'm going to call it American American Werewolf in Paris." <laughs> like, and they were like no no it's okay it's fine we can have another permit so that was quite weird because it could have been a completely different movie there is a movie called America that's Welcome right Paris, yeah, that's it? the yeah. one after wasn't it yeah. but, um, that, I thought that was quite funny um, also the lead actor lead actor I can't remember his name again that was it um, David the guy who played David said that the most painful scene out of all of it was you know when he has that kind of vision where he's in a bed in the forest yeah, and uh, obviously that famous shot of him when he opens his eyes, he's got the red eyes and the like. It's like a ghoul. purple ghoul face. Yeah, it was because he had the contacts and they were glass. Oh wow! He said that was the most painful scene like he did have everything. Did you notice all the songs as well? All have moon in the title. Blue moon. Bad moon rising, but all the other songs as well. Obviously, we touched on it earlier. Michael Jackson saw that movie and he was like, "I need this guy to do my video." So that was pretty cool, and that was shot in 1983, and that, and that was, I mean, come on, the effects in that. Oh, it's incredible. Again, Rick, Rick Baker was one of the it. best video, music videos that's ever been done. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's quite funny, when they showcased it in America, loads of people were going along thinking, oh, cool, thinking it's going to be a comedy, and apparently loads of people left it, like, absolutely distraught, and there's all these 
like reports coming out that people were being sick in the cinema and stuff like that because they're expecting to go along and see a like an American you know comedy. Okay, so what I heard is that he pitched. He didn't pitch it mm. for the first audience. He just and that's what everyone went to expect a comedy, but yeah. got a horror. So with the second audience, he actually pitched it as a horror, oh, and it really? went down a lot better because he didn't oh, go the screenings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So he said that he didn't actually pitch it as a horror to start because he wanted yeah, just yeah. to get a raw um, view. But then he pitched, when he pitched it the second time, it went down a lot better because they knew sort of knew what they were going to expect. Sure. Um, this was a weird one because like obviously the two guys he picks as the, the friends never heard of him before. Like after the uh, well, never heard of him before. And uh, afterwards, they didn't go on to do loads of stuff, no. really. Um, but originally, he wanted um, Dan Aykroyd and uh, John Belushi to be the parts, but they were busy. Oh, so that would have been hell. so different. So different. But um, that was kind of kind of weird. I can't imagine that movie. No. Um, also, <laughs> John John Landis thought of the movie and wrote it all out when he was in a, on, in a trip um, around U- Yugoslavia. After he sort of went to a gypsy uh, funeral and saw it happening, and um, apparently when they buried their dead, they put garlic around them and do all this holy stuff, and they put them in the ground. And apparently he he just got the idea for he wanted to do a werewolf movie, and, and wrote it all in, most of it in Yugoslavia. Apparently, um, we touched on it earlier about the porno. Got that down here. <laughs> so that was apparently that was the first thing they did. Yeah, the first thing they filmed. They was shot the, the whole film in chronological order, but that part they did. That was the first film they did. What are we going to do first, lads? <laughs> first day on the set. <laughs> There's some great good. dialogue in that movie, in mm. that porno. If you look out for it, the yeah. guy comes in and interrupts two of them having oh, yeah. having it off. He's like, and um, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah, it's great dialogue in there. Um, if you notice on the, in the phone box when he's talking to back home, uh, when he's talking to his sister Rachel. And he mentions Max as well. That that's actually John Landis's names of their children. Oh really? Yeah. So Rachel and Max. Uh, this is <laughs> two more, two more things, and that's I'm done. This is one of the one thing is that that apparently it was a lot worse than what we saw the original cut that he had. He was told to take it back and cut it down because there was um, bits where. I think his friend Jack swallowed some of the toast and chokes on it and it comes out or something and they had to cut that out. There's there was more sex in it, so they had to cut a load of the sex out. Right. And um have you noticed as well, when they when he goes to kill the homeless, three homeless guys, just cuts apparently there's a whole scene where he kills all the homeless guys. Yeah, and they and couldn't show that either. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. Um last bit, this is the funniest bit. You know where they're in Trafalgar Square. And um, basically, David's going, "I'm crazy. Arrest me! I killed these people and all yeah. this stuff." And he and and he's trying to get go to Copper to arrest him. Turns around and he just goes, "Oh, Prince Charles is a faggot!" And and basically starts trying to get him to arrest him. There's a there's a bit at the end of the credits that I didn't understand. It was like, um, it says, "Oh, congratulations to Prince Charles on his wedding and stuff like." That. And apparently, they only put that at the end of the credits because they were worried. That they were going to get really annoyed at the comment that he made in the film, which was really they, weird. They got married that year. Yeah, they got married that year. So, but it was obviously came out after. So they put like as a like little congratulations at the end. That's funny. For calling him a name, which right. is really weird. There's some great. They are great because there's so many facts. He he loves to talk on John Landis, as you said. Oh, but... there's absolutely 
loads out there. I was looking online and YouTube and all this, but uh, there's so many for this film. It's, I just cherry-picked a couple, mate, you know. All right, before we race, I'm going to give my one my cool. one fact. He stars in the movie, John Landis, because he's, he's a stunt guy. Oh, um, right, okay. He does one of the stunts in um, Piccadilly Circus. Oh, really? He's the guy... It's not the guy that goes through his screen, is it? No, it's the guy who goes through the window. That's well, yeah, through, through yeah, the through, car. What, no, not through this car window, through the shop. There's like a laundromat window, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he sort of stumbled in there. That's right, yeah. Apparently, when he got up, because he was he wasn't going to do it, but they sort of said, well, you're a stunt guy. You're a stunt guy. Come on, you, you, you do it. So he really? said, oh, well, I'll, I'll do it. And they were like... Um, Put up like numbers and stuff like zero, two out of oh, ten. Really? <laughs> it's right, like taking the piss and stuff. Like that. That's really. So that was really. We cool. didn't even didn't even, we didn't even mention about Frank Oz being in it. Who? Frank Oz. Who's Frank Oz? The voice of Yoda, also Miss Piggy. Ah, uh, who was That's he? why they got the Muppets in there as well. You know when they when he has that um, kind of flashback to his house and they're watching the Muppets on TV. Oh no way! He's right at the start. You know the guy that comes from. Is he from the concierge or something? Oh, okay. When he comes to try and like calm him down. He's like, "Well, that's not very nice." <laughs> he's, he's going, he's like, I suggest you calm down. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> that's Frank Oz. I didn't even realize. No way. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking ace. I did you. I I proper loved it. Oh yeah, I absolutely loved this film. What are you? Um, what are you going to rate? I'll rate. I'll rate this one first. Go on, then. go for it. I, I've, I, I must have given this movie a. I think it was an eight out of ten on yeah. IMDb. I, I love rating on IMDb. And I went back and had a look and I was like, okay. I've watched it again six years later and it filled me with so much joy that I gave it a 10 this time around. It's gone cool. up to, it's, it's perfect horror movie for me in every sense of the way. And it's live, it lives up to watch again and again. I, I do, I do love this movie, but for me, I'd say it's a nine. It's, it's a great movie. Don't, don't get me wrong, but, um, it's one I'd watch every so often, but I wouldn't, I just, yeah. But it is a great movie, absolutely brilliant movie. I like the the effects in it, the storylines, quality, and the fact that he came from a comedy background and just wrote this whole movie. Why wouldn't you give it a ten then? Huh? Why not give it a ten? Because it, it it it's it's not a perfect movie to me. It's not absolutely perfect. Okay. That's just me, mate. That's, right. my, that's, that's my fine. opinion. It's, you don't like it? Do one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that's an American wealth in London. And it's 10 out of 10. <laughs> Fine. All right, cool. So, oh, it's your pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is my pick. So, in two weeks' time, you ready for this? Yeah, go on. We are going to be watching, or you're definitely going to be watching, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't got it, I've got it, so I can lend it to you. So don't worry. Okay, I'll finally get to see Pet Cemetery. Oh, I'm excited. I again, it's um, this is a a journey that we're all on. So I, I love yeah. Stephen King, and these are the, this is one of the ones for some reason. I don't know why, but I've been avoiding it for ages. So I don't know why. So yeah, Pet Cemetery. I'm I'm happy with that. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. I get. That. I'm no, looking no, forward to no that. No problem. No problem. It's gonna be a good one. So obviously we've had a competition on Twitter uh, that's been, which has been really good because we've had loads of people chime in and get involved, which is great. So I'm going to announce the winner. You ready for this? I am. So obviously we posted the competition on Twitter to win some DVDs, and the winner. What was the competition? The competition. Yeah. What was? was, Oh, sorry. Yeah, you had to. You basically had to follow us on Twitter. 
and basically put uh, 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 retweet it and also put what your favorite horror movie was just basic really and i've i've given this this person because they really went to an effort and they posted a really cool gift gif on there and it's uh the winner is the zombie farmer and uh on twitter it's at big kev 372 so congratulations on that uh we'll i'll get in contact with you and we'll post those dvds out to you so well done well done well done on that what did he put he's a proper fan what what do you think he put his name's zombie farmer (laughs) he put dead or dead didn't he basically yeah well and dead or dead dawn of dead so it's a great choice yeah a, a well little gift was cool as well so real fan and we'll send them out to our him. first competition yeah first of many yeah we'll do another one at, at some point we've got yeah. some other dvds to get rid of <laughs> some other tat <laughs> you can find hanging around <laughs> we'll send that out cool all right cool so um we'll obviously we're recording again in uh two weeks time so we'll be looking at um watching our main review will be a film called the Reve- called Revenge. That's correct. So we've got our something to scream about topic section, which is our favourite sci-fi horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Matt's pick for next time Pet is Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. So yeah, I'm bloody looking forward to that. I'll go through social media if you guys want to like get involved and like um, tell us what you thought about any of the movies that we watched or get involved in any of the questions or if you just got any questions. Um, you can get us on Twitter at Draw One Last, or search for us on Facebook, Draw One Last Breath Podcast, or find us on Instagram, Draw One Last Breath Podcast, or if you love doing old fashioned email, and then getting, you can find us at Draw One Last Breath Pod at hotmail.com. And there's only one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. <laughs>